Welcome to Innovation Destination, the podcast channel for supply chain industry professionals. This episode is part of our Executive Perspective series, where we will hear from the C-suite of the electronics and manufacturing industry. Here's your host, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Connect, Tyler Fussner. Welcome, Tiffany, and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Can you please introduce yourself to our audience? Hi, everyone. I am Tiffany Standard, CEO and founder of Stimulus, and we are based in Philadelphia. And uh, tell us a little bit about Stimulus. What uh, what do you guys do and, and what drove you to start this company? Yeah, so I'll start with my background first. I've been in vendor management um, as a young executive for, for many years. Um, started um, in the early kind of mid-2000s, um, working across different medium to large companies, and then became a full-time consultant in the field. So I've worked on both the buyer and vendor side uh, for many years now. So it's been about 17 years just being in this space. And so I've been on so many different platforms, work across so many different industries, and just really saw the need of, you know, when folks said relationships, that it was more transactional when it came to the platforms they were using. And a lot of the relationships were still being built offline at events or back and forth through email and nobody was really digitizing how buyers and vendors you know uh, work together and, and gain knowledge about each other and i was seeing a lot of innovation across the different industries and but i wasn't necessarily seeing it you know in the supply chain with suppliers and how they work with these external businesses and i always saw like hey these are your external you know this is your external team these are the people that you are working with and spending so much money with on your balance sheet yet you don't necessarily have a good relationship with them and we saw that pre covid and we especially saw that during covid the need to really understand who you're buying from and who you could be buying from so Stimulus is a relationship intelligence SaaS platform that combines data insights, relationship building tools, and a proprietary score focused on their performance, the supplier's performance to really help companies really, you know, build better relationships with their suppliers, make better purchasing decisions, but then also grow their supplier network. That's very cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, you know, being ingrained and in, entrenched in an industry and seeing the need to to fill those gaps and and to be able to step up and and uh, deliver something like that is uh, it's got to feel rewarding. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and hard, but yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you know, on that note, I kind of wanna I wanna hear a little bit more about how stimulus does enable their buyers to make more informed procurement and sourcing decisions. I guess. What is the sort of data and analytics that are being leveraged and looked at? Yeah, so as first looking at the buyer's data, we've seen, you know, throughout the years, the importance of data, the importance of analytics, and especially on the buyer side. So whether you're in the sourcing team or the procurement team, you're gathering so much data on suppliers that you are currently working with or considering to work with. And then there's so many companies that are reaching out to you on a regular basis that, you know, whether it's at an event or, you know, they're emailing you a hundred times, you're on the drip campaigns and all of that. Um, And you're just housing all of that data in so many different places. So our goal was first do a full audit and understanding of who's in your supply chain. What is the relationship you have with them? What are relationships across the board that you have with businesses that you may not have labeled as a vendor, 
but could be a potential vendor for you in the now or in the future. So it's first starting there. And it's looking at how do we make it more efficient for companies to choose the right suppliers and then fulfill business objectives. So business objectives can be, hey, we should spend more locally. We should spend in the cities that we're located in. Let's look at that data. Um, sustainability, that's a big goal across organizations now. How are we working with those suppliers and how are they working within the sustainability industry and the market? And then of course, being a diverse supplier myself, how are you looking at business diversity, supplier diversity, and looking at your DEI criteria? So us bringing all of that information into our database on our platform, but then also giving you that same information across suppliers, not in your supply chain, outside of your supply chain, and bringing that information together and allowing for you to easily compare suppliers using those relevant metrics and data points so you can quickly match them to available contract opportunities real time. So now it's going from sourcing, who can I be buying from, who am I buying from now, to who is about to make this purchase now or in the future so you can stop that disconnect and help that relationship form correctly from the beginning. So that's how we are working and looking across data, first looking at their data, but then gathering the data that we have that we've gotten from other buyers and other partnerships that we bring together to give them a full 360 view of their supply chain. Wow. And I can't imagine as a, as a business coming in and having that 360 view, as you put it, um, there's so many things to take into consideration. There's so much data to, to go through and sort through and uh, to be able to have all of those boxes checked and to be able to do the comparison and contrast uh, against who you're doing business with. It's um, very insightful. Very insightful right. to be able to approach it that way. Exactly. Now, I was just thinking even just that is saving that information and housing that information is a lot of where the, the process gets slowed, right? right? And, you know, whether it's you wanting to work with that certain supplier that has reached out to you multiple times, but 20, 30 other folks have reached out to you in that, that interim, right? Since they reached out to you over that three, six month period. And how do you look back without feeling overwhelmed your job where, Hey, we're about to be at the end of Q2. I need to now look at what we're doing for our next quarter, our next year. And you may not have the time to go back, but so far when someone has reached out to you. So we're really trying to streamline that process for them, but also create something that's buyer and vendor friendly, because like I said, being on both sides, I've never seen anything that one puts me in front of as a buyer, puts me in front of the people at the right time. And then as a vendor, knowing when to reach out to you when you're actually about to buy when I'm selling. Right. Yeah. I mean, you hear so much the, the term like a data overload and, uh, being able to have this actionable data to be able to, like you said, you know, you have someone reaching out to you now, but uh, you're not ready to make that decision yet. And then in that meantime, you can be inundated with so many different choices and options. Uh, the process of vetting those options and securing the right partner for your business is um, can definitely be tedious and overwhelming. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's very valuable to be able to put all that data, aggregate data together. Right. Um. Kind of changing course a little bit of, um, you know, this year, we've seen so many layoffs um, across multiple industries, but in particular, the tech industry, um, companies like Amazon and Microsoft, and Google laying off anywhere from seven to 10 percent of their employees. Cuts have been attributed to disruptions in the economy, inflation, um, brands changing focus. Um, 
But the big question really comes down to, you know, especially for the business leaders is how are these layoffs going to affect the supply chain? Um, how do these layoffs affect profits or the employees that you still have at that company? So, you know, from your perspective, what does that mean in, in, at, the, at the larger scale? What is it? What do these layoffs really mean? I love that question because I have not seen um, that question really answered in the <laughs> in the broader media, right? You know, yeah. they they kind of talk about the same thing over and over again when they're laying off these, um, you know, ten percent, twenty percent of their of their workforce, and you know, it it really does affect uh, affect your supply chain in many ways. One, because as I said earlier, your suppliers, your vendors are a part of your external team, right? They are helping your employees do their job, whatever that may be, whether it's getting a product out, the service they're providing is helping you get your product out, so many different things. So it's affecting that team because now the relationships that they have may not be there anymore, right? And if you're a startup, if you're a small business, we see that all the time, even before you know this, the big layoff started happening. So back to back over the last couple of years, but just throughout the supply chain in general, the biggest thing that hurts a business is when you are working with your quote unquote champion, your stakeholder within the organization and they get laid off or they change positions or go to a different department. And then you, you kind of have to start that relationship over again, because that information is not captured and it's not shared amongst different stakeholders. And then now that company is like, okay, well, I've been working with you for a while now. How do I continue this relationship? So it's definitely affecting that information. And sometimes when that that team and, and those teams are laid off, that information goes with them depending on how they house it, especially that external information of how they work with that supplier. So it's affecting that person as well. And then when new people are added to the team, whether upgraded, you know, position title or hired to be brought back in. Now they're trying to start a new relationship with that supplier that's been there for years. So it's like you're in this this really kind of stuck place. And then that startup or that small business or that medium-sized business is trying to figure out how do I help you do your job if you're new to the position or because there's so much restructuring happening. So it really turns into just this back and forth that's already happening within the supply chain because the, the process still hasn't been as streamlined as it could have been over these last up 10 years, but okay. it gets worse when you start laying off people and restructuring is happening. I mean, some corporations that we've been working with, we had a dedicated team with some things we were trying to achieve. Either one was laid off or two, you know, their title and their team change. So now we're kind of in a stuck place, right? It happens no matter what your relationship is with that corporation and you're trying to figure out what do you do as a small business to continue to work with that business, to grow with that business, but you're also a small team that doesn't have the resources to continuously follow up as things are changing and you kind of got to sit and wait, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and, you know, especially from that perspective, things can be outside of your control, but it really sounds like it, it all comes down to the relationship that you maintain that you have in place and, and how do you continue uh, to have a relationship going forward uh, no matter what the disruption is right so i guess i would like to ask you what can businesses do to really you know lean into and strengthen their supplier relationships yes yeah, so i say that a lot of how we even built out stimulus but just my years of being in this space and the advice that i also give to vendors and it's 
how you're tracking that information and that relationship, right? So if one stakeholder has been laid off that that vendor was working with, but you have five other supplier of stakeholders that you were working with throughout the organization that you can call upon or at least show the timeline of that relationship over a period of time that you can take with you when you move to another team. So we try to showcase that information within the platform to really streamline, hey, this is when you interacted with Stimulus. This is how many teams she's worked with through Stimulus. This is how many times that she's been on a project. This is how many times that she's worked with these different stakeholders. Like really tracking all of that information, it, it really helps on both sides. It helps the buyer to know what type of relationship they have with that supplier to say, hey, we want to continue and grow with you no matter what team is working with you or they do not, right? And then on the vendor side, if five people you know, left that team, but you can show what you've done with those five people over a period of time, a new person or a new team that's coming in can say, okay, I know where to put you at now because I know what you've done. I know who you work with and we documented it accordingly. So yeah. it's again, creating something that is buyer and vendor friendly. So it's on the buyer side, making sure that stakeholders that have worked with that vendor or stakeholders that could work with that vendor is documenting and using something like Simless to showcase their relationships with that supplier. And on the supplier side, it's making sure that you're working with multiple stakeholders. So no matter what happens with the team, you can document your journey to basically kind of present to them and say, this is what I've been doing with you for the last few years, the last few weeks, the last few months. And this is where I can pick up. And this is the next title or the team I can continue to work with. Yeah, I think that uh, having that roadmap history uh, laid out is a huge uh, backstop for for something so disruptive as uh, massive layoffs or you know losing the people that you've been working with uh, externally. Having someone be able to come in and, and, like you said, see everything that's taken place, well documented and organized, so that uh, and kind of pick up where they left off. Right. That's, uh, I mean. Important. I mean, you see that with your employees, right? Like if teams change, things happen, you see that hopefully in you know, one of the employee systems that you're utilizing or something changes with your customers, you're seeing that, you know, when did we started, you know, engaging with that customer and then maybe they have a new account manager. Like you start to see that information across so many different teams, but you don't necessarily see that on the supply chain side. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm curious, do you have any suggestions or insights for what businesses can do to maybe prepare for some unexpected events like layoffs is there is there a way to maybe put in a contingency plan to to be able to be ready to undergo such unexpected events well yeah i think it's important to to have that contingency plan of how you working with these different corporations um i saw it more you know throughout COVID. that you know what is your plan if you are about to or possibly run out a product that you're presenting um, across the market and what other vendor could you partner with to make sure that you're not losing a customer, right? It may have you partner with a quote unquote frenemy as they say, right? You're in the same industry but you're, you know, could work together but don't wanna work together. Um, and I think it also reminds the suppliers to build better relationships with their suppliers. Sure. You can't ask for what you're not offering. Right. So contingency plan works both ways because every business is a buyer and a vendor. So you are trying to get into someone's supply chain as someone is trying to get into yours. So it always falls back into that relationship of what is your plan 
if you know a product that you're trying to present is you know stuck in you know the port situation is that's broad in the in the media right now so it's, it's so many different ways to look at that where you need to have a plan for how you work with your customers but then you also need to have a plan and contingency plan of how you work with your suppliers as well if you want that same relationship that you're trying to get across the board no well said i think uh the last few years have shown every business to be, you know, prepared for the unexpected. And, um, right. you know, now's the time to, to really do a reassessment of that uh, contingency plan that you have in place and, and see, you know, where things to hit that level of disruption again in the near future. Right. How are you going to navigate that? Right. Or um, create one. So many companies have not created a plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody really quote unquote expected, you know, the last few years and the years that will continue as we, see in the media report. So I think it's just, what is your plan in general of how you're going to get your product and service to people? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, yeah, if you don't have a plan in place now, uh, maybe it's right. a good time to, to hit the drawing board. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, on that on that same note, maybe taking a, a step back and at a larger scope here, um, as businesses will be navigating uncertainty in the future, how can they use data to provide you know, some sort of transparency or guidance uh, through that navigation? Yeah, I think data, because as I said earlier, like you have so much of it, right? It's, if used correctly, in addition to, you know, utilizing, you know, technology like AI, it should be your quote unquote second brain, <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. right? Like our goal is to make suggestions, make recommendations, if you're looking for something specifically, and maybe you didn't find it that one time, but then you come back to our platform and now it's recommending what you didn't find before, right? Or based upon how you're searching, you're sourcing, you're spending, is making recommendations off of that, right? That's what you hope data to be, um, allowing you to quickly make the best purchasing decisions, regardless of you know where you are in the company or collaborate with another stakeholder within your company to make those quick purchasing decisions while growing and optimizing your supplier network. Because technically your suppliers, your supply chain should be a part of your competitive advantage, no different than your team, your employees, your customers, your partners, your board, right? They're supposed to be a part of it because they're helping you deliver your product or service to B2B, B2C, B2B, B2C, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, so it's important to leverage them accordingly. And the best way to do it, the way we're doing across other parts of the company, is looking at the data and figuring out how to use that to make a better decision now or in the future. I think that's a, a really good way to look at it is, you know, your supply chain should be an asset. Right? It should right. be a strength. Yeah, that's it's a really good perspective to take. Yes. So one thing I've seen across the board that we hope to continue is not only understanding your suppliers and understanding who could be your suppliers is, of course, diversifying your supply chain and diversely, not just looking at the ownership of the company, but looking at local spend. As I said earlier, looking at sustainable spend, looking at other ways that you can leverage your suppliers to be a part of your competitive advantage. And for us, it's also how you can use data where sometimes within 
supply chain, I always say people buy professionally the way they buy personally and vice versa. People buy personally the way they buy professionally. And sometimes you, you create these habits, good or bad, that keeps you in the same buying space that you've been throughout your entire career. And we're seeing, and we hope seek to continue that you're looking at suppliers and not assuming that, hey, there may not be a local supplier that can do X, Y, and Z, but you look at the data and say, oh, there are 20 companies that can do X, Y, and Z. Same thing when it comes to women, same thing when it comes to people of color. We're hoping that people use that data to create better buying habits and use that data to leverage to make those purchases versus assuming their own kind of personal, you know, knowledge or not <laughs> lack thereof, right. um, to make those decisions. And we're hoping that data could, could really help with that because that's the point of it. That's the point of this information that you're not going to make an assumption. You're going to look at the data and say, Hey, there may be women in this industry that I've never worked with that I could be working with and vice versa. Yeah. No, I think, like you said, you know, people have the way that ha they have been operating. Right. And, but, maybe they haven't had the access to the data that could be presented to really expand their horizons on what is available, what is out there. And um, it, I think it kind of ties back to what we touched on earlier, strengthening your supply chain, using that as an asset and being able to uh, execute on these opportunities of diversifying your suppliers is, is one of those opportunities to, to really bolster that. Yeah, exactly. Tiffany, I want to thank you again for taking the time today. I really appreciated the conversation. It was very insightful. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. See us next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Innovation Destination. Follow us online at supplychainconnect.com or find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest supply chain industry news. Do you have any questions or is there a topic you would like us to cover in a future episode? Please contact us at editors at supplychainconnect.com. That's E-D-I-T-O-R-S at SupplyChainConnect.com.